This is Art House Roadshow, a podcast on film, faith, and mental health with your hosts, Kyle Myers and Hank Spaulding. You're listening to an Art House Roadshow movie review. Welcome back, movie nerds, to another episode of the Art House Road Show. I am your host, Hank Spaulding. I am by myself today. Uh, it's been a while since it's just been me, so um, hope that's okay. I apologize if you are uh, looking to see one of my uh, wonderful co-hosts, uh, uh, most important of which is obviously Kyle, who is my main co-host for the show, but I, I love my uh, two co-hosts recently, um, Luke and Patrick, who have helped me kind of unpack Obi-Wan and Star Wars and the Batman, so anyway... Uh, today, I will be covering the first episode of Miss Marvel. I wasn't originally planning on doing a recap of this show week by week, but I thought, why not give it a shot? Maybe it's something you're interested in. I'll kind of pay attention to see if this is something that you'd like to see more of, and maybe do um, at least one more just to see if this is something people are interested in. But I think it's a fun show, um, and I think it's uh, one worth talking about, so... We got it here. Before we get started, just to remind you to give a, uh, a review, leave a review and uh, ranking of our show. It really helps uh, other people find us, and so please do that. We'd love to have that support the podcast. So anyway, this show kind of snuck up on us, Miss Marvel did. Um, they, they've done a lot of press for it, but the premiere of it has kind of been shrouded in um, the Obi-Wan show, which is interesting that Disney Plus kind of um, double-booked themselves, really, um, episode four of Obi-Wan dropped this past week, along with the premiere of Miss Marvel. Now, granted, it's not like we didn't know anything about the show. Marvel has been really active in um, promoting this show um, as something that they're really excited about. They announced it a few years ago um, uh, during a kind of December, like, um, media scrum. Um, and it's something that, that you can tell that they're really interested in, and for a lot of reasons. Um, uh, Marvel, in recent years, has done a lot with Kamala Khan's Miss Marvel character. The two biggest things, obviously, will be the show, which they already have plans for Kamala Khan, which is the name of the character. Um, and she's going to uh, be in the, the Marvels, which is um, a show that will be... Um, uh, it was just delayed recently with Brie Larson. Um returning as Captain Marvel, um, and then Monica Rambeau um, as Photon. And so it'll be interesting to see um, how the three of them work together, obviously. Um, in storyline, um, Kamala Khan is a huge Captain Marvel fan, and we'll get into that a little bit here, so um, we'll see what, what they do with that. But anyway, so that's the big one. This show, and kind of, you know, they're positioning her to be a major player in the Avengers with her addition to the Marvel's show, or Marvel's movie. Um, but the other big one was the Avengers video game that came out last year and has, you know, received a mixed reception, to say the least. A lot of people really have not liked um, that video game, especially some of the more um, microtransaction features. And that's not something we really covered on the podcast a lot, but maybe it's something um, we'll consider in the future. But nonetheless, um, those are kind of the two big things Marvel's done. Kamala Khan has been a really important character for Marvel in like the last decade or two. 
um, just because she is um, a uh, Muslim superhero and uh, provides a lot of representation. Um, and it's interesting um, because this show has been received well by the Islamic community um, who don't really have a lot of people, especially superheroes, that um, really resonate with their culture, their ideals, things like that, or even just having someone who looks and sounds like you in the media is really important. Um, and so this has been a big thing for Marvel recently because they really want to showcase the diversity of um, the roster that's coming their way. If you think about just really the last, like the first phase, the first three phases really of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, um, there were really only some sparing um you know, women even, and, and diversity, you know, there were a few people like, for example, um, uh, James Rhodes, who plays, um, War Machine, obviously, um, and there's some diversity there, you know, they had some diversity on the TV shows, but recently they've been really trying to, um, beef up the diversity in, um, their shows, and Kamala Khan is, was one of those, and so they've been fe featuring her pretty prominently, the writing staff, and the um, directors, uh, the actors, everyone in and involved in this show really has been an attempt for Marvel to tap um, the ways in which um, the Marvel fandom um, has a lot of different um, people with it. That are not just a bunch of um, you know American um, white male kind of guys, or even. Um, of of the same kind of like sexuality right and so a lot of these introductions has been for the sake of um for the sake of kind of broadening their appeal to a lot larger audience now with this show um i really love the way that um iman balani um plays kamala khan i think that um, it's really genuine. Um, if you've watched anything of kind of the interviews with Iman, uh, she's a huge Marvel fan herself. She actually dressed up as Miss Marvel as a kid because there really weren't a lot, and she, she's open about this, there really weren't a lot of superheroes that looked like her, that um, believed the things she believed, those kind of things. And so Kamala Khan was a really um, dynamic thing for her, especially for young girls in the Islamic community. And so... Um, this is a really, really um, great kind of showing for Kamala Khan because they put um, an act, like an actress uh, to play her who is just in love with the character. And it really comes across, I think, super well. Um, but anyway, just to kind of dive into the show a little bit, um, this show feels a lot like um, Spider-Man Homecoming crossed with um, another show on Netflix that some of you may or may not, um, have watched called Never Have I Ever, which is a really great show. It's actually produced by Mindy Kaling. Um, it's kind of about her childhood and it's a really, really fun show, um, that just kind of follows the hijinks of this young Hindu girl, um, who's kind of going through high school and dealing with romance and friendships and, you know, a, a non-traditional family in a, an American context, you know, different values blending and that kind of thing. Um, and obviously, I, I'm not trying to equate Hinduism and, and Islam in this way, but the way that they they cover religion in these two shows is shows the sacredness of it. Um, they're really, um, 
I think um, I think they're really providing a good story with it. They're not trying to um, dismiss it, but show how like religion um, can be a foundational part of a young person's life and a part of a family and in a culture that is predominantly Christian, how different that is um, from those around us. And so it's, it's really cool to kind of see um, them do that and do that well. And so by no means do I, 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 I want to equate those two religions, but I think that since they're two that, um, uh, especially both of, the, both of these shows, you know, take place in America and, you know, America um, is predominantly Christian in that sense, um, seeing a, a family that practices a different faith encounter a, a broader culture that may not understand it in a really authentic and I think beautiful way. Um, I think it's just really powerful. And so I think the writers and the director, especially for this first episode, did a great job with Kamala Khan and, and the obviously Mindy Kaling um, has done a wonderful job with Never Have I Ever. Um, and so it's kind of in that style. Like, obviously, we've talked about on the podcast before that Marvel has kind of prided themselves in recent years on not really doing, like, superhero films in the sense of, like, uh, for example, like what Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man 2 is, like, supposed to be the greatest superhero film of all time. But they really want to do, like, good movies with different kind of genres that feature superheroes. And so famously, like as soon as the winter soldier came out that was very much like a political thriller but it featured captain america right and then you've got the heist genre with ant-man and you know obviously it's it's ant-man but it's a heist movie both of those are heist movies um all different kinds of things we can go on down the line obviously they still have their superhero-esque s like or superhero-esque movies right that's always going to be part of it because you got superheroes but they really try to do genre stuff and this one is very much like a a coming of age story with Kamala Khan. That's why there's a lot of parallels, I think, between this show and what we see in Spider-Man Homecoming. Um, the kind of coming of age of Peter Parker um, and the coming of age of Kamala Khan are huge. Um, and this one, you don't get to see all of it yet. You know, you kind of have to wait week by week. And, you know, they're going to get to do a lot more storytelling here because you can do a lot more with a show than you can with a movie. Um, but I like that they did that here, this here with Kamala Khan because not as many people are as familiar with her as they are with Peter Parker, right? Um, but still very much the same thing. And there's also a huge connection between Amon Vellani and um, Tom Holland because Tom Holland dressed up as Spider-Man when he was a kid and uh, and Amon Vellani uh, dressed up as Miss Marvel. It's, it's funny, um, again, just to highlight the differences here about how you don't know as much about Kamala Khan as you do Peter Parker. When Amon Vellani dressed up as Miss Marvel when she was a kid, uh, her peers thought she was dressing up as the Flash, right? So, again, this is it's important to tell these stories. This representation does matter. Um, because I think that a lot of people um, really need this kind of um, representation of media. That, you know, it, it isn't just... Um, like, the traditional Avengers, like, if you looked at them... Um, just in the first Avengers movie, it was, it was Scarlett Johansson, which was kind of the lone person that was not kind of just a white dude, right? Um, and obviously that's changed, but this representation really does matter for, um, the future of, um, young women, um, who want to go into acting and things like that. And obviously superheroes and superhero representation, I think Marvel did a great job with it, but... 
Um, anyway, so the show, just again to dive into this, is based on, and it's really funny because Kamala Khan and Amon Vellani are very similar in this case. Amon Vellani's huge, um, huge, huge Avengers fan. Kamala Khan is a huge Avengers fan. And so it's just following the life, and in some sense, like, if you're just looking at this show, and in, and in some sense, I was, I'd forgotten, obviously, that Kamala Khan was going to become a superhero, because it really just felt like this was a show about, like, what it would be like to be a teenager in a world where the Avengers exist, right? And just, like, being a nerd, you know, and I very much resonate with that as a nerd. Like, if I lived in, as a high schooler in the world where the Avengers exist, I would probably like be all about that <laughs> like i would be so such a nerd and things like that um but she's you know she's the family of very devout um muslim parents and has an older brother too and um and uh, she is a huge avengers fan her room is completely decked out in avengers she's got kind of her own podcast and youtube channel um where she talks about the avengers and all things avengers and that's kind of where it opens up um, in this kind of, you find out that Ant-Man has a podcast, um, which I guess at least Captain Marvel has been on and, um, a few others, it sounds like, um, which is really interesting. Uh, you know, there's also a really fun kind of Easter egg because one of her, uh, thumbnails to her podcast is entitled, you know, why Thor is secretly a gamer, which could be an allusion back to that scene that we get in Endgame where he, um, you know, kind of yells at that kid on Korg's behalf. And so uh, maybe it's an allusion to that. Maybe it's something else. But um, she's just, you know, doing kind of the high school girl thing where she wants to um, kind of just fit in at school. She has friends. Uh, there's romance involved. I mean, all kinds of cool, fun things that I just really associate with that. And that's why I put the comparison <clears throat> with Never Have I Ever. But there's a whole host of other shows that, um, like, illustrate kind of just the 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 frets and the anxieties and the you know the problems that high school kids go through you know relating to your parents as you're coming of age um struggles with um you know friends at school um all kinds of stuff and i mean the classic kind of high school genre there's a, there's a moment where they have to uh, the kids have to sneak out um and get away from the parents and we'll we'll talk about that here in a second so all those tropes are in there and it's it's really fun, but it's clothed with this whole Marvel world in some sense. And one of the things I, I really liked and the charm, I think, of the show for me was just the fact that you did have Kamala Khan, like, sit there and um, talk to her friend um, uh, Bruno, who, um, uh, like, is helping her make her mis her Captain Marvel suit talk about all the things that she wants to do with it. And, you know, the thing that's really interesting about Kamala Khan, and this is very similar to The Secret Life of Walter Mitty, I don't know if you've seen that movie, where everything that he daydreams you kind of see. And for her, you see it too. Like, you see um, the kind of the drawings of, like, all the different things. So, like, when she's, uh, for example, dressing up as, or thinking about her costume as, as Captain Marvel, she at one point fantasizes about being a zombie zombie Captain Marvel, and you kind of see it. Um, being drawn like on the buildings there and so it's it's really cool to kind of see that that personality kind of come out and you get to actually visualize the things that she's thinking because she's a very kind of um seems spacey kind of person to her uh, adult superiors around her because she's always daydreaming but she's just very creative right and she's got a lot of creativity within her um as i said uh, kamala khan is a huge captain marvel fan just a huge captain marvel fan 
And so she wants to, her plan this entire show is she wants to go to this thing called Avengers Con. It's the first kind of major convention that celebrates the Avengers. And she wants to go and uh, dress up to compete in a Captain Marvel lookalike contest. Um, during this, we also find out that Captain Marvel, after the events of Endgame, um, leaves or goes off world and we don't really actually know why um that was also mentioned in far from home the second spider-man movie the one happened right after endgame she's off world um and i mean this probably could relate to the fact as she said um in her uh in her endgame appearance that there are a lot of worlds out there and not many of them have avengers and so um, she feels kind of this responsibility to be more of a kind of galactic presence, and, and she's just not around. And um, having someone as powerful as Captain Marvel also can be complicated with some of the storylines that uh, Marvel wants to do. But nonetheless, um, we're, it's confirmed that Captain Marvel is off-planet, and we learn about that. And so, um, anyway, so she wants to go there, um, compete... She's got a costume. Her friend Bruno's helping her um, get it all fixed up to look really nice. Um, the kind of the main tension of the movie is that her parents, who are more traditional, right, like we said, don't want her going to Avengers Con and dressing up in really tight clothing uh, and things like that, and uh, which is kind of immodest um, to their culture. And so, yeah, um, that's the main tension. Now, it comes to a head a little bit when um, Kamala Khan asks her parents and her brother helps her kind of, like, plead her case. He's on her side and seems like they have a really fun relationship. Um, they uh, basically say no originally, but then they come around to it. But the mom doesn't want her dressed up as Captain Marvel. She wants her dressed up as the Hulk. And the stipulation is that her dad has to go with her. Um, she rejects both of these things. She wants to go with Bruno. She wants to dress up like Captain Marvel. Um, and then ultimately her mom um, says no. And it's this really sad thing because obviously she gets an argument, hurts her dad's feelings. And, you know, it's it's not intended. But you really feel that kind of tension of this, like, traditional kind of family. Um, and this desire to kind of be something different. Um, and you know what you want kind of out of it and the how it's not a danger and how it's not bad and how you're not going to, um, you know, betray your family in that kind of sense. But it's the unknown pressing against the known, right? It's it's one of those classic kind of tropes there and the, the emerging of a kid trying to do that. And so what Kamala decides is that instead of just obeying her parents and staying home or going with her dad and dressing as the Hulk, she's going to sneak out. And her friend Bruno has actually already set up a bunch of kind of electronic devices around their house for her dad. And so they manipulate that system to make it look like Kamala Khan is actually in her house. Now, one of the elements that's that's interesting, because we don't really get like a, like a ton of details about um, like a bad guy or anything. This is why this kind of doesn't feel like something like Falcon the Winter Soldier. You know, we have the introduction of, or reintroduction, because we already knew them, of the Winter Soldier and Falcon right there at the beginning um clear um villain kind of coming for to the forward there um you know same with wandavision um in a certain sense like we don't have a clear villain but we know that something's not right we know the characters are um things like that you know loki same thing there's a character uh, that we know and then you know a problem tva that is 
then created. And so there's there's all kinds of stuff that we see, um, even even in Hawkeye, right? So this one feels a lot just like, like we said, not really a superhero thing, but taking place inside of the Marvel Universe with a very um, close look at certain characters and things like that. Um, and so I think that it's important to to reflect on um, how different this does feel, especially the first two-thirds of the film. Uh, the kind of only, like, superhero-ish kind of thing that you'll see um, here is the discovery of kind of her um, her family heirloom that is this kind of, like, wrist bracelet. And if you know anything about the character... Um, Kamala Khan, that's one of the main things where she gets her powers, that's uh, this kind of cosmic bracelet, right, in the, uh, in the, in the video game, um, because a lot of this, and I'll get to that in a second, feels a lot like the Marvel video game, which they have done recently, or the Avengers video game, which, in which Kamala Khan is a huge character for that, she's actually the main character that kind of brings the Avengers together, um, but in this show, the main kind of thing that is the thing that gives her powers this um this bracelet um her parents seem to know what it is and they don't really want her to touch it so they have her brother kind of put it up in the attic but later kamala khan finds it and takes it with her to avengers khan avengers khan after she kind of sneaks out of the house nothing goes to plan classic kind of like kid coming of age trope um sneaking out really doesn't work out the way that you'd think she gets to Avengers Con and she goes around and, and gets to see all the sights and all the fun things. I mean, there's actually even, like, if you've played the video game, the Avengers video game, Kamala Khan goes around and collects all of these different um, comic books. But um, here in, in this one, there are comic books out. But there's just a lot of fun things, it looks like, at this convention um, for uh, the different superheroes. And so it seems like it's just a place for you to kind of get to go and see um like different kinds of avenger stuff um there aren't any avengers there that we know of but you do see a lot of different things that are tied to past properties so for example you see ant-man kind of you know uh this big version of ant-man um sitting over a harbor with a boat right they have a big kind of model of that and that's straight from ant-man and the wasp right and there's, there's lots of other things, too, that you can see. Um, T-shirts, um, memorabilia. I mean, something that I want to go to, really, to be honest. It seemed like a lot of fun. Um, and so she, the big kind of push towards the end, uh, she dresses up in her um, Captain Marvel uh, uniform, puts on the bracelet just because she thinks it looks cool, and that's where she develops her kind of polymorphous powers. That's what they're calling it, um, based on the one line. Um um, in the, uh, for the show, it's just New Jersey raised Kamala Khan learned she has polymorphous powers. And so, um, anyway, so it, it's a little bit different than the show, uh, than the comic book In the comic book. It's kind of just like the ability to like extend and enlarge, um, like fists and legs and things like that. Um, this one, she kind of can, um, project like energy sources outside of her, and so this is shift to the powers. I don't really mind it. I, I you know, um, Iman seems to like it. So I, I, you know, I like I said, I I'm not like as familiar with her. I'm really looking forward to getting to know Kamala Khan a little bit more. Only really exposure I've had to her is uh, in that game that I played. Like I said, um, and so yeah, they they kind of go through this moment where she can't like control her powers. Accidentally uh, breaks a few things at Avengers Con. Puts a, a friend of hers, a more popular girl at her school in danger. 
and and saves her all at the same time and and this is all captured on videotape um and so it's an interesting kind of thing i mean like i said she you go from this girl who's just struggling to make friends and you know possibly bruno might be a love interest of hers and you know a very kind of like traditional family and her wanting to kind of go her own way and all that stuff's there and then you're kind of thrown into this thing at the end where um she has these powers and um she's trying to figure out how to use them and so she goes back to her house, you know, because she's super late because she lost her bike and the that's one of the things that goes wrong is she's trying to get to AvengerCon, caught by her mom, and you know, we're kinda of left with like, ooh, what's gonna happen in this next this in this next episode? She definitely has powers now. Um, but she's also still very much uh like kind of in this house and, and uh in trouble with her parents and so it's gonna be interesting to see where they go from here. Um, I liked it. I'm not super hard to please when it comes to marvel stuff there's been very few marvel properties where i've been like you know what i didn't really like that too much um and this one i i liked i thought it was a lot of fun i thought it was a lot of fun and um it's very endearing um kamala khan is a very endearing character she experiences a lot of the same anxieties that every american high schooler does i mean but she's obviously different in kind of the fact that like she's uh um trying to get a driver's license trying to do all that stuff while also having superpowers so there's just something about it that was endearing to me i really enjoyed it um i think you would enjoy it this is for people who enjoy kind of those coming of age like teen dramas and things like that um and you know if you liked homecoming spider-man homecoming specifically then I think you'll like this as well. Uh, it's very micro level. Um, the way that this show ends is that um, if you remember kind of the main guy of the damage control um, organization that came to kind of like arrest Peter Parker basically and interrogate all his friends and his aunt, um, that guy's back and he um, I sees a video of Kamala Khan. That's actually a post credit scene. Um, and he says, well, let's go get her. And so it seems like the uh, Department for Damage Control is going to show up in this one and um, possibly try and um, get Kamala Khan for some nefarious purposes or not. Uh, we'll, we'll see where that one goes. But um, it's going to be interesting to see where they go from here. Um, I'm really excited to see um, what they do uh, with it. Um, I, I am, again, uh, like I said... Uh, uh, cautiously optimistic but like i said i'm just i'm not really that hard to please and so i liked it i think you'd like it if no other reason then you'd probably see a little bit of yourself in kamala khan uh, especially if you're an avengers fan so check it out let me know what you think um, i'll be back here next week i think i'll cover at least for one more week and and you know decide whether or not this is something y'all want and if not then then i don't need to do it but it is something that i'm going to continue to watch if nothing else and i think you should too all right, that about does it for our episode today. Uh, we'll be back uh, immediately <laughs> uh, because the uh, next thing that we're going to do, and, and I'm going to shoot later tonight with uh, Patrick and Luke, uh, will be our episode recap of um, Obi-Wan Kenobi, episode four. Lots of interesting things there. So don't forget to leave us a review. Uh, we'll be back with you then, and I hope everyone uh, stays safe, and I hope everyone is doing great. All right, see you next time on the Art House Road Show. And that's a wrap. Thank you for joining us on Art House Roadshow. We'll see you next time.